This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Brandon Podgorski, Professor of Sport Management at Trine University, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, I am joined by Pro Shop Manager, Adult League Coordinator, and Co-Social Media Manager of the Lone Star Brahmas, Jess Friedrich. Jess is a 2022 Trine alumna who graduated with an MBA and an undergraduate degree in management, and she discusses how her time management skills that she learned in college now relates to her current position with the Brahmas. With the Brahmas, Jess is responsible for the daily management of their hockey pro shop, running the adult hockey leagues at the NYTEC Sports Center, and co-managing the social media pages for the Brahmas. As a recent Trine graduate, she also discusses the transition from full-time student to full-time sports professional. I hope you enjoyed the show. All right, it's always exciting anytime we have a guest from the world of sports to join us on the podcast, but it's even more exciting when it's one of our alums. And today we want to welcome in Jess Frederick from the Lone Star Brahmas. Jess, welcome back to campus. Thanks for having me today, Chris Pod. Well, it, it's our pleasure, and you're one of our 2022 grads. And so we're going to talk about what you're doing now with the Brahmas because uh, you're in hockey right yes. now down in Dallas, right? Yep. Okay. So and, you know, knowing you for the past four years here at Trine, you weren't a sport management major or sport and rec major or anything like that, but you were an athlete and you did have a desire to work in sports. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you were able to kind of parlay that into a job working full time now in the sport industry. So I always wanted to manage. Um, that's something that I always wanted to do. And then I played soccer my whole entire life. But when I came to Trine, I realized that I wanted to work in sport, at least for a little while. Um, I decided to go business route just in case. It's what I asked from experts. They were like, just get business if you're not sure. So that's what I did. And I really liked the route of like the classes I took here at Trine. Um, so from watching a game here of hockey, it's kind of like how I got into the sports world and realized that's the field that I wanted to work into. And so what are you doing right now with the Bronx? So I am the pro shop manager. Um, I do that. I run the equipment, all the fittings for the uniforms for the team. Um, I also the adult league coordinator. Uh, so I have 60 coordinators. So that means around 500 players. Um, and then I also help with the social media aspect of the business. So kind of walk us through your day to day. I know you've only been on the job now for about the past six months or so. So I'm assuming no two days are probably the same in what you're doing. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Uh, Every day is different. Some days I'm working on the store, setting it up. Sometimes I'm doing inventory. Sometimes I'm doing fittings. Sometimes I'm just watching the game and doing the pro shop. Um, our season's right around the corner. So yeah, every day is different. You didn't go the sport management route, which is fine. You don't have to be a sport management major to work in sports, which I'm sure you probably agree, <laughs> um, considering you're doing it right now. But you did have a desire to work in sports because I know you were a soccer player, mm -hmm. right? Um, so tell us a little bit about that. What was your path like to finally land that job in sports after graduation, not being a sport management major? I don't think it was till like junior year that I decided I actually wanted to work in sports directly. Um, I always just wanted to manage. I wanted to be in charge. I've done it in the past. I like being in charge. So that was where I kind of went. And then soccer is something 
that led me to see that sports aren't always solid in like the schedule. So I had to learn that this is good now, but it might not always be good. So that's why I got the business degree. So while you were here at Trine, did you do any internships or experiences or anything to to help to get that experience and networking that you need to land that job in sport? So in my primary summers, that was COVID season. So unfortunately, Mm -hmm. sports weren't happening. So I had to work around that. So my senior year, I decided to ask one of the coaches if I could be their intern for management and social media, because it's what I am passionate about. And he said, yes. So I worked with the NCAA men's hockey team here. And that's kind of where I got off from there with all my experience. So talk about it, because I don't think that job was posted. You just kind of took it upon yourself. In full disclosure, you were in one of my classes earlier this morning. So some of this I already know. But, um, you know, with students who are listening to this, you just took upon yourself to make that connection and just go to the coach and like, hey, I want to get some experience. I'm willing to do anything. Here's my idea. What do you think? Well, like if you work in sports, you realize very fast if you didn't have the internal connections before, Mm. it's almost impossible to actually get a good job, like in a management position without anything on your resume. So I knew I needed an internship. So I went to the hockey coach because from watching hockey here at Trine is my first experience watching hockey. I realized that's the industry I wanted to get into. So that was the best option for the internship. So, you know, one thing that's kind of hearing from your story then, I mean, you got to be a little bit aggressive, right? And maybe sometimes make your own opportunity. What was it about hockey? You're from Indianapolis, right? And it's cold, but it's not a big hockey town. Um, You know, me being from there as as well. And um, you played soccer Mm -hmm. growing up. So what is it about hockey? So with, I always wanted to work in the NFL, but um, as you go to school and you learn from the professors and I talked to a ton of professionals over LinkedIn, I actually learned that you want to pick a sport that maybe you don't love the most, but fits your schedule. So hockey is more night games and not weekends always, or just Saturdays. NFL is always, you know, Sunday, Thursday, Monday nights. And I was like, I don't actually want to work those days primarily. So that would make sense to work in that industry. So I like the hockey and the environment is electric. Hockey is a a ton of fun. And and to your point, you know, just kind of revealing a little bit behind the curtain for students who may be listening in sport. I remember working in baseball and working, you know, eight to five, making calls, presentations Mm -hmm. and, and proposal sales. And then you're at the game at seven. And, you know, 11 o'clock comes, you're like, I don't care if we lose, just do not <laughs> go into extras, yep. right? So um, completely understand where you're coming from there. You did mention LinkedIn, though, and making connections over LinkedIn. You know, what would be some advice or, or maybe some strategies for students who are listening to use and leverage LinkedIn? Because I know you did that quite a bit. Yeah, so one of the best things, it actually started out with an assignment, uh, props to the professor that made me do it, but just reaching out through like the message and, you know, just being a student, if you say you're a student and you're willing to learn and like most executives will actually talk to, you know, if they have the time, if they actually use their LinkedIn, some don't, you know, they just have it, but a lot of them use it daily and they would love to talk to somebody that just wants to learn. You can't be like hungry for the job, even though, you know, that's your end point, but like you want to just be there to learn and like, I went on a program with Living Sport um, that two of my colleagues went on. So that really helped me build connections. And I saw the power of having connections because now I know people that were in, work in the NHL and the NFL. So let's park our car there with Living Sport for a second because we had Alicia on the podcast, I think, last year. Okay. Um, and I, I love the Living Sport program. I think what she's doing there has just been amazing for students. So talk about that. What is Living Sport and, and what did you get to do? 
So Living Sport is um, a national and international program um, for usually students. Sometimes, you know, you have people that graduated or just other cases, but um, you get accepted into the program and then you get to go on trips and it's usually all surrounded by, uh, you know, a huge event. So for me, I got to go to the Super Bowl, but I didn't just get to go to the Super Bowl. I got to go to a lot of places around it. So ours was in L.A., so we also had the Angels and the Dodgers and we went to the Clippers. So we had lots of places that we went to talk to executives and then just being in the atmosphere of the Super Bowl, you just learn a ton. So what did you get to do at the Super Bowl? Um, so we were like hosts of the people that come and ride. We helped them. We had to learn the whole SoFi Stadium and actually show people to their like seats. So I actually, probably the coolest two stories as I got to escort the players, the punter of the Rams, his parents, I got to help them to their seats. So that was really cool. And then also the president of NBC News, I had to help him to a suite. And that's kind of cool because a lot of time, like I did a lot of volunteering experience when I was in college too. And it was usually like selling programs or directing out of parking when the weather was really crummy. So you guys got a pretty sweet gig there yeah. with, with Living Sport. Um, if anybody wants to get involved with Living Sport, like how would they find out any information? What would you suggest? They're all over social media, Instagram, TikTok um, for their programs. I think they're on teamwork. That's where I found hmm. mine, but they're also on LinkedIn. You know, you can reach them out through there and all their programs are on their website. So that's probably the best bet. Okay. And again, kind of going back to LinkedIn, I know you contacted a lot of different people in the sport. And that's one of the things we talk about, you know, to land a job, you got to network really well and you got to get some experience and you did mm -hmm. both. Is there anybody that you talked to on LinkedIn that was kind of memorable? Like, oh, wow, that was a really cool conversation. Or I never thought I would talk to this person. You reach out and then they say yes. Um, I talked to a lot of people from uh, the Green Bay Packers because mm -hmm. that's my favorite. And when I thought I wanted NFL, that's who I talked to. I got to talk to one guy that actually doesn't work there anymore, but he was amazing. Um, he was just a marketing rep. And then I talked to an intern. So the intern was interesting because I actually interviewed him for a project at Trine, but he just gave me all the insights of what he was doing. And when you have an internship, you're also still looking for a job because the internships end. If you don't get it with that company, you're still, you know, hungry for a job. So his perspective was the best to learn about. Okay. So any advice that stuck out to you or anything that you used personally that kind of helped you to get your job after graduation? And sports, you have to make a sacrifice. You know, you have to do an internship that, you know, doesn't pay or doesn't pay well. And it is hard at the time, but it's what you have to do to get on your resume, to get the experience, to land the job. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears now. So thinking about what you do now, one of the things you do uh, with the Brahmas is uh, social media, mm -hmm. right? As, as their co-social media manager, you got some of those skills as an intern working with our hockey team here at Try. I love trying. I think our, I put our business school against anybody. I think one of the things maybe it's a blind spot for us is like digital creation, social media, things like that. So how important is it for students to learn those skills? I was, and I'll give you a little bit more background. I was talking with a guy earlier today who hires for sales roles and they also have that activation point. So you make the sale and then it goes to an activation person. And then they're the ones who create the artwork mm -hmm. for the sign and stuff. Um, is learning some of that digital content, social media, search engine optimization, all that stuff. Is that something students need to do and get those skills and, and go find them and get them, Absolutely. even if school doesn't provide it? Absolutely. Because for me, I've been a photographer since I was 14, but oh, wow. like 
you need that experience because even if you if you're working in marketing, you definitely need it. But even throughout the business, you need to know how to set it up because it has to do with selling, it has to do with presentation, it has to do with hosting, like HR. It, it all does with that because everything's online nowadays. So if you don't know how to make digital things, you're not going to be doing performing very well in your business. So I hope people didn't didn't miss that because you said something really important. It helps with sales. And I tell students that all the time. Listen, you may not be the one on the phone or in the box office or, or working with sponsors, but we all sell. So being able to create, you know, captive social media campaigns, you know, that's going to catch my eye as a fan or, or a consumer. Um, any kind of interesting or cool stories with the Brahmas right now that you've done on social media, something that <clears throat> I don't know went viral, but it was like, oh, that was a big hit or man, that was kind of something cool. And, and I was part of that. I say the biggest thing is either posting something that my boss sees that gets up a lot of reactions. Mm. We use Facebook mostly for this company. Um, I'm not in charge of the social media because I'm primarily the store manager, but the store itself, I've been making some videos and like, I'll get some people like, Oh, where was this item? So it's like, they know that they saw my video, which is important to me. And I also can give feedback for like what they want to see in the store. So, you know, proof positive. If you can drive revenue, you can get a job in sport. And there's some also some other things you do with the Brahmas. We've talked about the marketing and the digital piece. Um, but you had some great pictures this morning from some of your adult leagues. How many players are total are in your leagues there? So depending on the season, because we run like summer, fall, winter, spring, mm-hmm. um, wow. depending on the season, because the adults, you know, they have their lives, they have kids. So it's, it's late games. And sometimes it doesn't always work because you got to work with the skill level. So we actually run from instructional kids or adults that barely know how to skate to people that, you know, played pro and are just, you know, 80 now that still play. So yeah, they, they're still playing. And so we have around 60 teams per semester. So around 500 players and pretty much is what I have to work with. And I'm assuming it's, and this may be an unfair because you're still kind of early in your career, but I'm assuming the dynamic with, you know, I'll be funny, but beer league hockey is different probably than, than working with professional players or even with the junior players. So how do you handle that going from juniors who are really trying to get their shot to play in the NHL and are taking this, I mean, some of them are, you know, traveling thousands of miles away to come play for you as compared to, you know, the 60 year old who, man, this is just fun. I'm here with my buddies. You know, we want to win, but I want to have a good time. Well, those are actually my favorite. I mean, they range from 80 to, you know, just out of college, 20, 25 usually. Um, And the ones that are just out there to have fun, they're good. I love working with them. I love talking to them. The ones that take it a little too much, that it's not, it's not pro. So I definitely have to deal with it. Some adult children, but it's, it's okay. You know, that's the business. So, yeah. Um, You know, as you, any advice you would give to, to students or somebody first kind of getting into this industry, you know, as somebody who's young in your early twenties in dealing with clientele who are older, are there some things that you've learned along the way, um, you know, as far as people skills go? Um, I think absolutely with adult league and with my deal with the travel youth teams, um, house and rec. Um, and you just, you need to know who is your good client and who is your bad client. The ones that always get to complain, like you want to be respectful, but you also need to know when to say no, because otherwise they'll beat you down. So mm-hmm. knowing who is just the complainer, knowing who you could actually get across, you can make a difference. You can keep them at the company, things like that matter. So just being able to read your customers is important. Great advice. And then, so, okay, you're on the, the marketing side a little bit, 
you're on the operation side a little bit and you're on the retail side a little bit. So that's kind of the fun thing about working maybe with smaller organizations, you yes. get your hands in a lot of different stuff. Um, so on the retail side, you know, running the pro shop, you know, what are some of kind of the, you know, we talked about your daily duties, um, but what are the, like the major responsibilities that you're doing now that maybe you didn't know you'd be getting into, you kind of learned on the fly. Uh, I've actually learned everything on the fly. I've okay. never worked in retail, so it was a new experience to everything. The biggest thing is working with the vendors. I mean, mm. when you order stuff for, you know, the bigger teams, like that stuff takes six months to come in. So half of it was ordered before I got there. So it's like learning what that is. And the person before me kind of left, like without setting everything up. So I had to like, you know, catch up, play catch up, be like vendors. I'm sorry, but I need this. Like we'll pay extra. But so working with vendors and getting on good sides with them, because that's the last thing you want to do is be on the bad side of a vendor. Well, I mean, absolutely. I've, I've, I've been there working with vendors and I completely understand. So what do you think it was about you specifically that they saw that they wanted to hire? So I worked for the NCAA hockey team here. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually the the two players, their dad is my boss. So I guess he just liked my work because I never even interviewed for my job. He just wanted to hire me. And that was the place open because, again, I never had any retail. So, again, it's just having an internship. That's all it takes sometimes. All right. So any advice you'd give to students? You already did a little bit this morning in my class. But to those who are listening who weren't there this morning, um, what advice would you give to students who want to work in the sport industry? You got to work hard. You got to make the connections. I mean, you could apply all over, but if you don't actually meet someone, get your name out there, you are very unlikely to get a job. Fantastic. And then this will be the, the last question I have for you. But how much do you think um, the education you got at Trine or, or that college component um, com- prepared you as much as maybe that internship or experience component? Um, the internship is experience, just like kind of knowing what to expect. I mean, I was new to the hockey world, so learning all that was completely new. Trying, I think, prepared me well because I learned how to be a professional. And there was cases here where it gave me the opportunity. Yeah, I got a, I had to work to get the opportunity here at Trying, but I think that's okay. I don't think the colleges should do everything for you. So I think that prepared me really well. Well, that's music to a professor's ear, so I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Uh, that's uh, Jess Frederick. Joining us, she is the Pro Shop Manager, Adult League Coordinator, and co-social media for the Lone Star Brahmas. Oh, if people wanted to check you out on social media, if they wanted to follow the Brahmas, where can they find you? I'm on LinkedIn. Find me on there. I'm also just on the website. They just posted my profile picture, so go follow me. All right, perfect. Just thanks so much for coming back and doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to check out our social media pages for our next guest on October 27th. As always, we'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes. This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the Center for Sports Studies podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star rating if you like what you heard. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also, be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Trine CSS. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.